Star Wars Marvel Nerd Podcast. Um, uh, I'm Michael, and I'm here with Tommy. Tommy, how are you? I'm good. You know, just just dandy. I still, you know, it's kind of weird not having a name. I feel like we're like those uh, little the little kid that's just like waiting for our parents to show up and, and pick us up and, and give us a name. So we we have some ideas, and hopefully the audience can uh, can help us. You know, really uh, focus in on on what's going to be our our brand. You know. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I guess we'll just, I mean, for those of you who don't know us, uh, we'll take a second to introduce ourselves and who we are and, um, how we came to like these types of things. Um, my name is Michael O'Rear. I'm 26. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I'm a father of three. Um, and that's, that's fun as far as, uh, a nerd's perspective because I get to download all that information onto those kids too. Cause that's what my parents did to me was uh, well, honestly, probably more my uncles. Um, Star Wars has always been around. Like there's never like a point where I decided that I was a Star Wars fan. Um, I guess my earliest Star Wars memory was like my mom being like, Hey, there's a new Star Wars movie coming out. And I was like, wait, what? Like those old, like, cause they were old movies even then. And I was like, wait a second, there's going to be more. And that was the Phantom Menace. So, um, and to be honest, like as far as Marvel goes, um, like I'd always, I watched like X-Men evolutions on, uh, Cartoon Network and I did read a comic book here and there, but it really wasn't until the movies came out that I really became like a Marvel kid too. And, as far as and another thing about me, I, I write comic books, so comic books are a huge part of my life. You like you can see a stack of comic books behind me, um, but the thing is, like for whatever reason, Marvel comics just never clicked. Like I, I got really into The Walking Dead and Saga and Why the Last Man, and um, I, I read so many different comic series, but I just haven't dove into Marvel that much. So I'm definitely just a movies kid. Like I've watched all the movies so many times. I'm stoked that there's a TV show coming out. Um, so, but yeah, I guess when it comes down to it, I'm just, I'm honestly a way I'm way more knowledgeable about star Wars and Tommy, I, I think maybe that might be the perfect equilibrium here. You might be a little bit more knowledgeable on Marvel, right? Yeah. I was going to say, so yeah, I'm, uh, Tommy P, Tommy Pizzullo, uh, 27 myself, and uh, grew up in, in New York, but like the Buffalo area. So it's like, don't avoid New York City and think about like the exact opposite side of that. Um, and yeah, I grew up more, and, and I now live in Los Angeles for those who don't know me already. But I, it is funny because it is like the perfect combination of us because I actually think I'm the reverse where I first got into Marvel and comics and then I got into, um, Star Wars and got into that realm of things. But yeah, I really fell into comics. I, I specifically remember this as uh, I went to like a, a relative's anniversary party and I made a joke about staying there. It was in Pennsylvania, which is close to New York. And I made a joke about staying on their farm for the summer. Well, my mom was like, cool. So she just shipped me to this farm for a summer and I just stayed there. And I was like, well, first of all, I found out I was allergic to hay. So the whole time I had to take Benadryl and I didn't really want to go outside for those reasons. And I found that my cousin or wh whatever relative, their, their child had a stack of comic books, just like piles of comic books, all out of order, random stuff, DC, Marvel, all this stuff. And I just 
spent the summer just reading these comic books and I really fell in love with the story. And I'm someone that really loves story. I mean, that's why I moved to LA is, is storytelling. And I was so enthralled with it and I just kept doing it. So I got really into Marvel and comics in general. I also love The Walking Dead. I also love Saga, uh, Invincible. It's going to come out on Amazon. Very excited for Invincible. Uh, and got into all that. Uh, and then I got into Star Wars. I think my mom bought the pack and I was like, cool, I'm going to watch Star Wars. And we watched, you know, the prequels and stuff. But LA was really where I was like, let my like nerd flag fly where I like, I started going to a comic book shop regularly and I started getting into like collecting comics. Like I'm very into finding like first appearances of things. And I like, my room is just full of like, William comics that I probably shouldn't have spent money on that I definitely have like good comics for, but I just like I love that aspect of of comics. And then um, with Star Wars, I got into like Rebels and and Clone Wars and all these like uh, side shoots of, of the whole movie industry. So yeah, I think we're gonna be the perfect like a, like a peanut butter and jelly of nerdum for you, you know. I love that. And and that, uh, that kind of, you mentioned invincible because like we've been talking about the name and like a lot of it is the balance of, Hey, we want to tell people what we are. And right now we're talking about, we want to talk about star Wars and Marvel, but then there's all these other cool shows that are coming out that are outside of that. And it's like, I would love to talk about that stuff. So I don't want to pigeonhole us into a, you know, like, and maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe we could call ourselves a, a star Wars podcast and still talk about other stuff, you know? Um, but yeah, like like Lord of the Rings, like stuff like there's so like there's so many series coming out. This is like the best time to be a fan of nerd stuff and TV and starting a podcast. So yeah, I mean it's crazy to think like I remember I was in high school when I think Iron Man was announced, and it's crazy to think where where I was then. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. Like Nick Fury shows up, whatever. And to think where we are now with that, to think where we are with Star Wars, we have we now have uh, literal parks created there's a star wars park now that you can go and literally be in the world it, it, this you're right this is the perfect time uh to be a nerd <laughs> this is this is our time to shine <laughs> yeah exactly uh and, and so i guess we're starting off our venture with wandavision um and to be honest with you like okay so we didn't get many questions but i did get one all right, we got two questions. One was for my brother. He asked me for my most anticipated and least anticipated show coming for Star Wars and Marvel. And if I'm being honest here, WandaVision was my least anticipated. First of all, I don't know anything about it. Uh, secondly, I have gripes with Marvel. And and I, I, Tommy, I'm kind of going to blindside you with this because I have a lot of issues with how the stories are told. Um, and But so I guess... Star Wars for me is way more about defending the franchise and Marvel for me is way more about criticizing the franchise, but I love them both so much. Um, so, and, and I guess my, the thing that really kind of shocked me about WandaVision was the fact that we have vision in general, you know, vision just died. So it was like Marvel keeps finding themselves in this trap where characters will die and then I don't know if they regret the decision or they had always planned it or what, but it's like they can't commit to a death, which makes all the other deaths feel. Uh, and, and I understand Vision is still technically dead. Um, he might come back. I, I'm not really sure. Maybe you can fill me in on the comic book side of it. 
Yeah, um, and that's a big thing that like comic books do in general, right? Any comic book, they love yeah. bringing people back. You know, they they used to say there was only three deaths, and even though those, I think they've now reversed a lot of those. But it used to be, and I can't remember the third because I think that's the one that's officially still dead. But it was Uncle Ben, um, Bucky Barnes, and and one other one. But now both those people have come back in different times through the comic book. <laughs> um, and, and I think that's I have the same grip with that. I I believe with stories that there should be consequences. It's like why do we go through this journey if we're now just going to retcon and and everything's going to be back to to good? It's like we need to feel the hurt of a death. Um, I do. I, I have a question about like with you at Marvel. Is it the TV shows that you have problems with, or the movies, or the whole like the whole kid and caboodle? And, and to be honest with you, it's probably not so much the things that have happened thus far. It's the things that I see coming down the pipe. Like, like I said, uh, we're getting a Loki series, which is, as far as I know, his alternate universe version of himself. And then we have Vision coming back, which, uh, from my understanding, is a dreamlike uh, impression of Vision. And then we have uh, Black Widow, which is a flashback movie. But again, it's like, are we really progressing the story at this point? Or are we kind of focusing on, and, and maybe, maybe I'm too impatient. Maybe that's what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think, and and I think a lot of those are justified. I, you know, there's specifically some news that came out today that there may be a certain uh, 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 flag, flag loving American flag, uh, uh, loving superhero that may be coming back in the movies. And, and I, I agree. I get so frustrated. I'm like, let them just go into the sunset. Like, it's fine. We don't, you have enough superheroes that you don't need them anymore. Um, and it, it's hard to, you know, specifically for those, I, I, you know, this is, it's Captain America. There's rumors that Captain America is coming back. And, you know, there's a, it almost takes away from Falcon and, and Winter Soldier at that point. But for specifically, if we're looking at WandaVision. I am fascinated by this. This was actually, it's funny that you said this was the one you were least looking forward to. This was the one I was most looking forward to because I knew the potential where it could go. Um, and... and there is tons of comic book lore, and we can get into that. I, I first want to, so so I first want to establish where we are. And, and you talked a little bit. You you talked about where Vision is, but let's let's talk about where Wanda and Vision are in the movie universe, in the cinematic universe that Marvel has created, and then we can talk about the the back lore of them. And I can kind of for the people that you know wants to know more about Wanda because I think that's a big you know Wanda in the movies we haven't seen a lot of her you know and the comic books do her justice. She is, I'll say this before we get into that is like, she is one of the most powerful superheroes in the comic books. She's scary. And we, I will show, I will tell you examples of how scary she is. She can be very scary, but I, I want to talk about the movies first. Uh, so to start with, and Michael, you can jump in anytime and add your input, but, uh, I can also just go, go full. Go speed. for it. Go for it. Yeah. This is, so, so we start with the Marvel universe and, and how we get established to them for those who, who aren't informed, you know, there's actually, it's, it's Wanda and it's um, her brother uh, also known as Quicksilver. I think his name is, is, I don't, I don't know if I know it's, it's Pietro, Pietro, right? Yeah. I was actually watching a bit of the movie just before I came on. So yeah. Oh, nice. So we're introduced to to the twins, who are twins in the comics. Um, and maybe I'll jump back and forth between the two. But they are that's like a true thing. They are twins. What they do change with the movies is, in the comics, 
they're X-Men. That's like a whole thing. They're mutants. They're actually um, Magneto's kids. That's like a whole weird thing. And so, of course, Marvel doesn't have access at, well, they do now, but at the time they didn't have access to X-Men. So they just kind of were like, hey, we're not doing that. They're going to be powered by the Infinity Stone. So they were created using the Mind Stone by Hydra, which is the like, I mean, they're they're a part of the Nazis that were are now still established in, in the Marvel world. So that's how we meet them as these like two superpowered uh, created beings, one with speed and Wanda, whose powers aren't really as <laughs> are 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 telekinesis, kind of mind control, mind manipulation. She can move things. Uh, and that's like right, like that's how I I describe her powers. I guess she can shoot like little beam, beams at people. I just said that she had the force. Like that's that's one of her main powers. <laughs> She's a Jedi. Yeah. And so in the comics, her powers are kind of whatever she <laughs> wants it to be. They've been as extreme as she can whisper something into the universe and it becomes true. Um, and I and I'll dive into this specific issue, but because I I actually think WandaVision is going to be based on this comic, which is called uh, House of M. And the whole thing of House of M is she goes into a state of trauma. She creates an entire universe where everyone's um, biggest wishes come true. And she does this all with her mind. She created this whole thing. And then at the end of it, she just goes, I wish there's no more mutants. And she literally, with that saying, she destroys half the mutant population. Half the mutant population is not mutants anymore. That's how powerful she can be. She's terrifying in the comics. Now, this is what intrigues me about WandaVision. Can they start to show those attributes of her powers? Because we haven't seen that yet. Yeah, no. that And that's that's really probably what's most fascinating to me is, like, first of all, what the hell's going on? Because <laughs> uh, watching some of these trailers, it's it seems absolute bonkers. Um but yeah, it's going to be learning what is the extent of Wanda? What is she capable of? Um, like you said, we've seen uh, we've seen some of her powers, but this this is looking like it's going to go far beyond that. Um, and, and we have we've seen her in the movies, and like comic books aside, there's really there might be a debate that Captain Marvel's stronger than her, but I mean she's pretty OP, so um, she she's a badass character. Um, so yeah, I mean, I love Scarlet Witch. Yeah, no, and and that's yeah, Scarlet Witch. She's she is great, and and but she hasn't. I want more meat for her, and I, I'm glad she's getting her time of day because it's like if you look at when she was introduced. So so they were introduced to twins. They were kind of the enemies, but really Ultron. I have lots of issues with Ultron as a movie, but um, it, it, you know how that ends is she she you know, and this is all spoilers. I you know I think we'll say at the top is like we're gonna we're gonna say it all. But her brother dies in that movie. So she loses her brother right off the bat. And and she joins the Avengers because she has no other option at that point. In her eyes, you know, this is all she can do. And, and she becomes a big part of that. You know, we see her in Civil War. She chooses sides. Uh, she chooses Cap's side um, after being locked down. And, kept, and we start to see her relationship with Vision at this point. Um, because Vision was created in Ultron as well, where Vision is an android. Um is parts Ultron, parts Jarvis, um, parts Bruce, parts Tony. He's been created by 
parts mind stone. You know, he's just little bits. Of, he's like a little crock pot that they put all these ingredients in and just cooked up this little android boy named uh, Vision. And he's still trying to discover who he is uh, in Ultron. Um, going into Civil War, he's still trying to like figure out like is he human? And and Vision is a fascinating creature. They they did a good job of bringing him to the movies. In the comics, he's actually um he's an android too, but he's he's created by Ultron just like that. Um, but he's instead of like all this stuff with Tony and all this stuff, he's first of all created by Ultron, who was created by Hank Pym instead of Tony. But I know we're throwing a lot. I know I'm throwing a lot of information. Hopefully, you absorb some of it. Um, but basically he's, they took the soul of wonder boy, I believe is his name or wonder. I, I have to look up exactly to know his name, but he was this, this being that, that got destroyed and was kind of like particles in the world. Cause the part of his part, part of his powers would become particles. And they took that and put him, his, his essence into vision. So that's like a whole thing of like, he kind of has that personality, but he's not that person anymore. He's vision. Um, now, obviously, that has nothing to do with the movies. I just think it's a fascinating tidbit. Um, and, yeah, so Vision is always dealt with, like, who he is. Is he living? Is he not? What is his purpose? And he's always found a connection to Wanda. And, you know, in both the comic and the movie, we see them connect. And so wrapping up their stories, we get into Infinity Wars and all that stuff. And, obviously, Thanos is looking for the Infinity Stones, which Vision has one of. So the whole plot for them is basically at this point wanda and vision have started a relationship um it's going great they're like having fun i think they're in paris or something on a little date it's okay and they you know that movie is basically how can we get vision and separate the mind stone so that's what's happening unfortunately they don't succeed thanos does kill vision and going into the next movie it's really wanda mourning and and they don't bring vision back you know the movie ends Vision is still dead. And I think what's so I think what we need to remember is so the two things I would go into WandaVision thinking. Vision, dead. That's really dead. We don't know anything. He's dead. Wanda is in mourning. Think about this. Like she's had her brother dead. She's had Vision dead. She doesn't everyone she it's like everyone she loves dies. Like like I and I think that's going to be a big part of WandaVision is her. When does she get her happy ending? And I think that's a big thing that that show is going to touch on. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, so let's move into uh, kind of the themes of the show because it's it's and maybe this contributed to a bit of why I wasn't super excited for it, because um, like if you, you watch that trailer it's not a Marvel movie, you know, it, it there like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's shot as a sitcom and it seems to jump from different themes, sitcoms, um, which to be honest with you, okay. I grew up with full house. I watched fresh Prince of Be- Bel Air a little bit. Other than that, I'm not like a huge sitcom guy, you know? So it's like, wh- like what, are, what, what are we getting ourselves into? So I guess I'm wondering like, um, uh, how does that relate to you? Like, were you ever super into sitcoms? Like, uh, are you excited to see how that ties into Marvel? Yeah. So, I mean, I was like, I grew up and I was definitely watching, I think ABC family always had like full house on and family matters. So like, I didn't grow up in the, I think I was at like the back end. Cause I think I was 93. I was on like the back end of those shows, but a lot of them would like rerun and, and show them over and over again. 
um, by the time I was like actually like obviously I was alive for them, but then by the time I was actually like functioning and <laughs> knowing what television was, uh, they were already either off or like at the end of their their runs. Um, and I think that's the fun thing about sitcoms is like they are wholesome. They're about family. They're about togetherness. And what I just said about Wanda, that's the exact things that she does want. And so I am fascinated by this sitcom. I do think it could be jokey. I am very very fearful uh, uh, that it's going to be taken. Um, as like all oh, shucks, like here we go again. Like you get you get Urkel showing up and being like, "Did I do that?" Like that kind of stuff. I don't know if I want that, but I'm hoping I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> so, and I will say, like I, I do my best to avoid reviews, but I follow a lot of counts and I see some headlines here and there. Um, and the one thing that the one thing that I've consistently seen is people are like, "This show is actually funny." Like like it's not. Like that, it's not just a trope. Like they're they're really going full into the jokes and in a, in a good way. You know, it's not it's not cheap. It's it's genuinely funny. It, so I am looking forward to that. Um, but what, yeah, what, yeah, what do you hope for? Like, what do you like? As someone, I obviously know it's hard because I'm like putting a lot of my complex hopes into this. So like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. Like, I am gonna be like a, a WandaVision. Uh, uh truth is like i'm gonna be always like trying to be like but guys it, like give it a chance but like as someone who is going a little more uh trepidatious like what are your what do you want it to be and, and that's so again i don't want to i don't want to make it sound like i'm completely bashing the entire concept but at the end of the day when you take the very idea of like this entire show might just be like her consciousness and uh, some of the characters aren't even necessarily real. And then the fact that it's kind of a sitcom, like all of these things, like I just want it to work. I want it to come together in harmony because um, I would love to be proven wrong. You know, I don't know anything about the comic stuff and Tommy, you've blown me away with your knowledge. Um, so uh, I don't have a whole lot to say on that side of stuff, but I do. I, I hope that I don't want I don't want it to just be another Marvel movie. You know, like I, I want something new and it's going to give me that. I'm going to go into it open minded. And yeah, I just hope it works and give a give us some. OK, I'm a, I'll, I'll put it this way. I, I will accept 75 percent of the show being Wanda's consciousness and a sitcom and whatever else if we can get like 25% like, Hey, this is real. This is what's going on in the actual Marvel universe. This is how people are coping after end game. And I do want to see the story progress a little bit more. So I'll be interested. To, and I'm sure we will get some of that. I'm just curious how much I'm cool with 25. I, so like comparing, you know, bringing the star Wars into it, Mandalorian, I'm of this mindset. Like I want things to almost stand on their own a little bit more, you know, you know, so for me, I almost want it to be a separate entity from the movies, but I do want some, I agree. You can't just ignore the fact that like what just happened, like this is going to be, you know, I know they didn't anticipate for it to be, cause I think black widow was supposed to come out before it, but this is the first thing after infinity wars really. And so, or Endgame. So you have to show some of that healing. Um, I, for me, I think it's going to be, you know, and I think it's going to be funny. I'm hoping it's, it is tragic. I'm hoping there's, we, I'm hoping we're seeing uh, uh, this, you know, this woman just being at her rope's end and she's just, 
she has this power that's emoting, like it's showing her emotions, but she's really just struggling with all this pain that she's been through. And she's the only way she can cope is by hiding it in this sitcom. The only way that she can deal with all this pain is by presenting this happy family that she wants. Um, and I have hopes. There is a comic. So so going into the sitcom part, so there's two comics that there's one comic I mentioned already, House of M. That I believe has the whole alternate universe part. Um, and the whole like being her being able to just create things out. Uh, for mine there's another comic and i'm less familiar with this um is called the vision and this was i think 2006 or it may even be 2016 it's pretty new um this writer this comic book writer tom king who's a great uh, uh writer um he's great at taking characters that are lesser known and, and giving them relevance he's done it a couple times now and he wrote the vision and uh it's it's basically that it's like the vision and wanda they have like a kid and they're living in this like suburban uh neighborhood and i think a lot of that is going to be in here with that kind of vibe um we'll see where it all goes yeah i, I know i have tons of comic dogs well this is going to be you michael once we get into the star wars stuff it's just going to be yeah. reversed <laughs> And that's the other thing. I've, I've probably read more Star Wars comics at this point than I have Marvel comics. Um, but with that being said, like you said, like I would love to see the real emotion in it because that's something that maybe I'm not picking up in the preseason hype up. Because again, it's a lot of laughs. Um, but the subject matter isn't really much to laugh about. And like, not that I want to see uh, Wanda suffer, but I think that is, I think her mourning and that tragedy is part of her story. And I don't think that should be taken away from her. And I think it might be, you know, and maybe we're, I, I'm like, you know, Marvel might be mad at me for exposing them, but I, I think that's their big gotcha moment. Like, I think they're trying to hide behind this humor in the trailers and all this stuff, because I think this is the big pivotal moment of the season. And I think, I think we're going to realize, like, cause I, we've already seen like, like a glitching and stuff. I think it's going to glitch and I think we're going to see her start to, to go back and forth. And, and, you know, we'll see, that's definitely my prediction is like, I think it's going to start super, like, I think in these first couple episodes, it's going to start gimmicky. It's going to start with the humor and maybe give us hints towards it. I think by the end, it's going to, it's going to completely reverse. I think it's going to be 90% drama, trauma, drama, trauma, llama, and uh, like 10%. The, the the sitcom humor that's my prediction and, and to be honest like so i mentioned that i write comic books and I, I don't do it intentionally but a lot of my stories that i've written they always end very tragically <laughs> like i don't know why i'm just like a very depressing writer um so that's the kind of story that relates to me uh, i don't know what it is you can say what you want about my psyche but um i relate to tragic stories so i am i am interested in seeing that Michael, same. I, I, I write, uh, I, I am I want to be, I always say I'm just a writer because you're supposed to just own it, but I am writing books. I want to write novels. And uh, I, all my stories kind of, I, I like, like things like The Graduate where it ends and it's open-ended and you can interpret it. Like I like things that let your audience come to their own conclusions, but it can end. It doesn't have to be wrapped in a bow. Like, like but some people love those. Like people want the happy ending. Um, but I'm with you. I relate more to the, let me, let me live in my sorrow. <laughs> we need, we need to get a therapist on here next time to really dive into our stories and how they relate to us as people. 
Yeah. Our psyche. Like what's, yeah. what's going on with you guys? Are you okay? Like, is right. everything okay? And I think like, I, I don't know. And it's, I think I've heard rumors with WandaVision too, that other characters, and, and I, I can look it up real quick. I believe there are other characters coming into it, which actually makes me intrigued, like really where it's going. Cause I, in my eyes, I would think it's just going to be Wanda and vision. Um, but I believe there's like other Marvel characters going to pop in and out. Well, I, Lord knows uh, you're the man with the Marvel knowledge here thus far. Um, but I, I do remember hearing that uh, the little girl that was uh, associated with Captain Marvel, I forget her name. Monica. Monica. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't just come up with that. Uh, yeah, she was the she was the little girl of uh, Captain Marvel's best friend, who like in the comics she does have her own, and that was like a whole thing in Captain Marvel. People were like, because oh, she has her own powers at some point, and I think that's interesting. Like, she's not even related to Wanda or 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 uh, Vision. How is she going to? be introduced into this universe and i haven't looked anything up I, I don't know if they've given any parts of how she's involved but i think that's interesting um and there's like other she's really the only one i i can see right now oh um uh, no the other one is uh darcy cat denning's character from uh thor and thor 2 uh the one that was uh working with jane foster is also in it and it's like why how is she involved <laughs> right that seems like such a random character like uh, i saw her name pop up as somebody who was going to be in the show and i was like i was like i have no idea who that and after i looked her up i realized who it was and i was like uh, i don't know why again that's just kind of adding to the mystery and kookiness of the show where is this going how does she tie in how do, i mean how do all these people tie in yeah. anyway so because lastly um uh randall park is uh Jimmy Woo, who was the agent in Ant-Man and the Wasp, the one that was like uh, had the house arrest with with Scott, he's in it too. So it's like they really took a bunch of like supporting sidekicks and be like, all right, so we're gonna give you your time to shine in WandaVision. <laughs> what? Uh, the, they found their home, so <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's. Fascinating. I'm glad there's like you like as you said, you wanted your 25% uh movie relatedness. I think that's there. I've also heard rumblings that that this is gonna correlate right into Doctor Strange and what's happening, you know, and I'll, there's so many movies that have been announced and stuff, and Doctor Strange is one of them, the the sequel, and that's gonna open up the whole multiverse, which is we don't even have time to talk about the multiverse because it's so it's so crazy and, and there's talks that this is going to uh, correlate into that and she's going to and Wanda is going to be involved in Doctor Strange too. Yeah, see, if, Lord, if we get started on the multiverse, because I, I got takes there too as far as um, what 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 are, what are our limits here? You know, like for me, like a story needs borders you know we, we, you need to understand what's possible within this world and when you open a mul multiverse anything's possible anything is possible <laughs> you know it's like maybe um, the limit doesn't exist maybe yeah the point <laughs> but i agree with you it's like you need it you we have science for a reason we have there has to two plus two has to equal four you you have to set boundaries for yourself and you have to set rules for yourself in any world that you establish and with a multiverse you're basically throwing those rules out the window and saying they do, they don't matter. And to be fair, I totally expect that it could be a very cool concept, uh, but it's also a very dangerous concept, in my opinion. Yeah, 
It, it'd be like if Star Wars was like, hey, you, yeah, you killed Darth Vader, but there's a Darth Vader from alternate universe C4. Don't worry about it. He's going to show up now. Like, it's like, there again, it's, it's what we go to of consequences. I think we both, we like consequences there. And, and I think as storytellers, you have to have consequences. Other That was one of my problems with Thor Ragnarok. And I love Thor Ragnarok, but I really was upset with the ending established of Thor Ragnarok of like, we have this hope, right? And it's like, we are, even though we've lost our home, we still have hope. And because of what they wanted to happen in Infinity Wars, they just completely decimated that whole group. And it's like, you completely undermined the whole, you undermined the story of Thor Ragnarok in order to tell a story in Infinity Wars. And with that, there was like consequences. But to me, it was like, you almost undone the whole purpose of Thor Ragnarok in the same way that like, bringing Loki back would undo things. You know, it's like, don't undo what you've already told. Right. And with that being said, probably getting off on a tangent here, but one of the few comics I have read is Planet Hulk, um, which, I mean, honestly, that's just an incredible comic book. Um, and, and honestly, that that should have motivated me to read more because um, that is such a cool story, and I feel like we didn't get enough out of it from Thor Ragnarok. It should have been its own movie, but I know there's so much yeah. issues with Hulk having its own movie and if Paramount, there's... All politics with everything in in the movie world, right? So what 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 else what else about Wandavision? Are we are we skipping over anything here? I feel like we've touched the comics. You know, I kind of meshed the comics and the films together, but I feel like I gave a good uh, a good knowledge base. Just know that don't sleep on Wanda. She has yeah. Hopefully, she she has a story. I don't love my personal opinion. I don't love that they did this whole Hydra uh version i understand they couldn't say she was a mutant but i just to me it just was a weird it was a weird thing to put in and then making her involved with the soviet accords it just was like they used she felt like a tool more than a character if that makes sense i i feel like i haven't seen wanda the character yet yeah well we're getting it yeah hopefully hopefully this is just sticks the landing and there's no more. There's no more debate. Uh, Naomi Calhoun asked, uh, "Why is Wanda interesting?" You're gonna find out uh, if you haven't gotten it yet. I realize there was some weird stuff going on. Her character changed a lot. Um, she used to have a, an accent, um, and her powers are a little unknown. Sometimes she focuses on one thing in one movie, and she focuses on a different power in another movie. So uh, I, I'm ready to bring it all to a close and and really meet who wanda is so yeah i'm so excited for it yeah i and that's that's what we're hoping is like and this is just the step you know from here wandavision the next the world you know disney has already decided there's going to be 20 new shows so you know there's plenty of content for people out there if wandavision isn't your uh cup of tea yeah and Speaking of the world here, uh, we've talked a lot about WandaVision, but I, I want to talk about like, yeah, right now we are going to talk about WandaVision, but uh, I guess the exciting part of starting this podcast is uh, there is a lot announced. There's a lot of stuff floating out there. There's a lot of stuff coming. And again, that's the perfect time to start a podcast because literally like we will have content for the next three years from what it seems like almost every weekend between Marvel and star Wars, it seems like um, with that being said, I'm just going to read what's coming in 2021 that we know about granted this stuff changes. So uh, we're starting with WandaVision and then we're going into Falcon and the winter soldier, Loki, 
what if and not necessarily confirmed but late 2021 we get miss marvel and hawkeye and then in december we get the book of boba fett and somewhere in the middle there there's no real time or half of the year determined uh but the star wars the bad batch which is related to the clone wars which i'm super excited for i have a feeling that's going to be one show that probably overlaps somewhere um i have a feeling they're kind of waiting to see I think they're kind of waiting to see how WandaVision is received. And based on that, based on how many viewers it brings in, they will then determine where they're going to put the bad batch. Um, That's my opinion, because it is a little weird. It seemed like it was pretty complete. So I feel like they could kind of throw it in wherever. Um, What are you most excited for, Tommy, out of the things I named? Uh, You know, and and I I love the goof. I, I think what if is yeah. because it's, again that's in what you're saying of like anything's possible like that i actually remember reading what if comics and i think they're so funny like they're so and i think it's a good opportunity to get back some of the people without actually bringing them back but it's a good way to get back some of those voice actors that you like or those actors like getting killmonger back and getting um um red skull like getting these characters and being able to first see these actors back and appreciate them but also see these scenarios like I, I remember there's one and like it's like a big thing now, but you've probably seen it as like Thor as a frog. Uh, I think it's Thor as a frog was created from a what if. It was like, what if this? And that's how like Thor the frog was created. And it's just like, they just did such wacky <laughs> ideas. I think it's also how Spider Gwen. There, there's so many characters that came out of what if comics. So I'm excited to see that as an animated series. I think that would be um, really fascinating. What about you? So again, another Marvel comic that I actually read was Matt Fraction's Hawkeye series. And I think it was so badass. I think Kate Bishop's awesome. Uh, Haley Steinfeld's going to kill that role. Um, that's definitely the one. It's going to be between Hawkeye and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that that does seem more of kind of what I was looking for before. Of like that comfort food, that Marvel comfort food. Uh, it looks like an Avengers movie. It has that style action. It's not doing anything too crazy. Um, it's kind of that original formula and it's going to be exactly what people want. So those are probably the two Marvel projects. Um, Star Wars book, book above Fett. I, I have no idea where that's going. Uh, obviously I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Obviously I love Boba Fett. Um, but it's even hard to say, because again, we we kind of have an outline for Marvel as far as uh, comics or the movies and stuff like that. But the Book of Boba Fett, we have like, we're in uncharted territory at this point. Uh, yes, there's some Legends material on Boba Fett and um, it might be based on some of that. But as far as we know, like that could go anywhere. So uh, definitely excited for all the Star Wars stuff. Um, look, I'll say another one. I'm just hitting on all of them at this point. <laughs> but uh, again, Loki kind of had that thing where like, okay, we've killed Loki like three times and now we're finally having the Loki series. Like, is this, <laughs> is this necessary? But again, that trailer hooked me. There's some crazy stuff going on in that one too. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the the one Star Wars, I'll say, Ahsoka. I mean, I'm a big Ahsoka fan. I, I've watched Rebels. I've watched Clone Wars. I need more of that story. You know, I won't dive too much into the parts that I want to see, but there's, I'm intrigued. I want more. Give me more Disney, please. Yeah. And there, I don't know if you saw this, there was rumors floating around that Robert Downey Jr. is going to be Thrawn, which uh, 
that and not necessarily in Ahsoka. I don't know what show it would be in, but um, I, that that seems kind of crazy. So Thrawn's interesting. Thrawn's yeah. such a good character, and and I would actually be intrigued to see him as it because he's such a reserved character. That it would be so intrigued to see someone like Robert Downey Jr. play him. Right, and, and he's in. Robert Downey Jr. I guess he also has experience with Sherlock Holmes with the British accent, so he could. I think he could pull off the character. We'll see. Um, but that I thought that was kind of interesting that uh, Marvel and Star Wars are kind of intersecting there, possibly. So, has he ever played a villain before? Like I don't. Um, the Shaggy he, Dog lawyer. I think he think he played the evil lawyer in Shaggy Dog with <laughs> Tim Allen. So that. <laughs> So if you I, want to know how yeah. he is Thrawn, then watch back the lawyer, and that's just picture him with like blue skin, and that's what you'll see. So he was in Natural Born Killers. I haven't seen. I saw that movie when I was like eight years old. I was way too young to watch it, but he's in that movie, and I think he's maybe not a villain, but I don't think he's a very nice character. So uh, I need to rewatch that movie because he's in it, and I, I remember it being interesting. So <laughs> I'm gonna focus on lawyer. Shaggy dog. Yeah. That's all I focus on. <laughs> television. Who's yeah. Iron Man? Never met him. But yeah, I think that's the I think the only thing we need to iron out is just like iron, iron to talk about Robert Downey Jr. Iron out. But yeah, I think the only thing we need to discuss is like what we talked about a little bit getting is like we are untitled. We we have two names that we've suggested uh to ourselves, like between us of uh, I believe the one is Stark Wars, which, you know, just really hitting it, Star Wars, I, Marvel, that's what we're focusing on. But like we talked about, there's a lot that we want to talk about other than that, maybe. We don't know. And so the other name is uh, Nerdy Recaps, right? That's the other name that we discussed. Yeah, and that, I mean, honestly, I, I just, I was making graphics and I threw that on there. It seemed like it might fit, uh, but I... Again, I, I've gone back and forth on this so many times. Um, do you? Because I think if you do keep it very vague, like it's never going to be as interesting as a title. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, Can we uh, a line of something like a like a? I was trying to think of something off like use the four, like something like that, but like mixing the two. And this is where like you know we're doing the cop out of audience. If you have suggestions, you know maybe we could do a poll that we put up. Give us. Give us your takes of, of if you can think of either a cleverer name or if you're like, no, you guys got it. One of those is is it. Like, I feel it. Don't second guess yourselves. We need the help. <laughs> yes. And what we might do, because here's the thing. We're, we're recording this podcast right now, and I have to upload it, and I have to put a name to it. So by the end of the tonight, I ha- whether whether it's changed or not, I don't know. I feel like we have to come up with something. So... Um, God, I don't know. <laughs> Watch, then we we create a name, and then we get like five great suggestions, and then we have to be like, uh, so we decided on this. So, I, actually, I just remembered. I was talking to my buddy Nathan, Nathan Barnett, who's going to be helping behind the scenes a little bit, uh, with like compressing files or maybe teaching me how to do some of that stuff. And, um, but yeah, I, I was kind of talking with him about the name. And he he threw th- three names at me really quickly, something vague but also kind of cool. So I guess I'll just I'll read these to you live on air and get your reaction. Okay. So all of them have to do with canon. So the first one is this canon? 
definitely not canon or canonically nerdy. I kind of like canonically nerdy. Let me let me throw another one. I just thought up what you said. Okay. So when I cut one of my favorite lines from Star Wars. What about something something Marvel something Dark Side <laughs> or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of like canonically nerdy though, or something. Like I feel like that's kind of unique while also keeping it ambiguous. Right. Man. And this is like probably not even the best podcast discussion because we have no idea where we're going with it. Um, we have we have many different ideas, and yeah. we also have many different objectives, and we don't know how we're going to beat it. So, and that's kind um, of the point of this. Always like this is a pilot. We need feedback from you, the audience. Tell us what's working, what's not. Give us feedback. We love feedback. It's how we how we uh, grow. And you know, this is something we've talked about off air of like having guests at some point if you think you can add you know we we definitely want to include you guys so if you're like hey i know you know tommy thinks he knows marvel but let me show him up come on text us message us you know we're uh, we're we're here for you um and uh we are we are here for the people we are the republic here for you and we might be as funny as joe rogan but we are not joe rogan so we are not famous. Uh, we are we are on Twitter. Uh, you it it takes no effort to reach out to us. So yeah, like it, questions for future podcasts, uh, feedback on podcasts, suggestions. We'll take it all. Like bring it at us. Yeah, and you you know we'll get the Twitter the the Twitter handles real quick. Uh, I'm at Tommy's tidbits, uh, giving you all the tidbits of facts. You never thought you needed. And I am at the Michael O'Rear. Um, yeah. Follow me. Shoot me a message. I'm always down to talk about this kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, Tommy, I guess, I mean, that kind of puts us at the end of this thing. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Um, no, I, you know, I'll make one bold claim. I think we were going to get one. I mean, I don't even think this is this bold. We in the in the premiere we will get one funny cooking scene. We're gonna get some sort of wacky cooking scene between Vision and Wanda. Okay, all right. Hey, well, I have to come up with one now. <laughs> you needed your bulb, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing: I'm not like super well versed. In, okay, you know what? I don't know why, but I'm picturing a scene in the backyard of the house. And they're playing catch. That's all I got. They're I like playing it. catch. I like it. The only other, I was going to suggest one of, of maybe a mailman. I feel like there's going to be a mailman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like that's classic suburban. Uh, uh, you got to have some sort of conversation interaction with your mailman. He better be an alien too. Yes. <laughs> that's all I know. But yeah, no, this was a blast. I'm glad I got to, you know, show a little, flex some of my Marvel uh, uh, knowledge. And uh, I'm excited for, for where we can go from here. You know, the, the, the galaxy is in front of us and we are in our Millennium Falcon slash Iron Man suits separately. And uh, I guess I, I'm going to be in the Iron Man suit. You can be in the Millennium Falcon and we'll be like nice. cruising next to each other. I love it. No, that's perfect. Or I'm just Space Leia, like floating through space. Yes. So. <laughs> using the force just yeah 
All right, Tommy. Well, we're going to cut this off again. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, Stick around. We're going to be recapping episodes every week. Um, And thank you guys so much for listening. Bye.